If somebody doesn't really understand the whole concept of putting their faith in Jesus, just say, come and see. Just see what he can do. See how he can transform your life and your outlook. Welcome to In Grace with Jim Scudder, Jr. He is the senior pastor of Quentin Road Baptist Church in Lake Zurich, Illinois, as well as the author of Why Life Hurts and co-author of Evangelism Made Simple. Welcome to In Grace. As we start a new week here on Monday, July 10th, we're so thankful for you thankful that you're listening and that you're taking part in our study of the Word of God. We are continuing in a series called Answers, and I'm going to do my best to give you Bible answers for Bible questions from people just like you that want to know. You know, they, they're reading the Bible, they're studying, they're listening to a sermon, and, and a thought comes to their mind, and they have a question. And one of the questions that we're going to tackle today is, is a really good one. You know, the Bible, they said, talks a lot about Paul, but very little about Bartholomew. So why are, are some disciples talked about more than others? Are some more important than others? Well, we're going to answer that question and talk about the importance of serving the Lord, even if it's in obscurity, even if nobody knows what you're doing, that actually might be better because God will then be the one that will give you the reward. So that'll be a great question to answer. Another one is if angels fell with Lucifer and they were free to do that, how is it that angels couldn't fall today, good angels? Well, that's a good question, and we're going to answer that best we can according to the scripture. And then somebody else asks a question about hell versus sheol, a word in the Bible that is used for hell. And so we'll, we'll describe exactly what that means and what sheol is and what it isn't according to the uh, Hebrew. And then we're also going to talk about the equivalent word in the Greek, Hades. So these are great questions. I really enjoy answering Bible questions, and I'm enjoying going through this series, Answers. Uh, Right before we get into this series, we're excited about a lot of the creation resources that we have here at InGrace. All of these series that we do are unique to us. These are ours. You can't get them from anyone else. And so we would invite you to consider getting this great resource. If you really want to understand the Grand Canyon and the proofs found in the Grand Canyon for the flood of Noah. So we call this video series Ellie's Grand Rafting Adventure, and we're going to give it to those of you that make a gift to InGrace of any size. Your gift will make sure more people hear the gospel, and you're going to get this great four-part video series adventure as our thank you. This includes Dr. Andrew Snelling with Answers in Genesis, Dr. Danny Faulkner with Answers in Genesis, and the story of Ellie and her family, an amazing young lady and uh, mom who had cancer and, and uh, lost a leg to that, and and dad, and, and they go on this adventure with us, and we show you the beauty and majesty and proof in the Grand Canyon of the flood. So we would love to get this in your hands if your gift can be $35 or more. We'll also include two more videos about Noah's flood. One is the tour of Noah's Ark with Bodie Hodge. The other is the Ark of Noah, more than a story. And then if your gift is $100 or more, we're going to give you eight, a total of eight creation video adventures. You can get these either by DVD or digital download. Contact us today, 1-800-78-GRACE, 1-800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com or ingrace PO Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. 
Yes, we do believe the Bible is the answer, the answer book, and we can find every answer in the Bible. Well, there are some things, obviously, that the Bible doesn't talk about, and that doesn't mention smartphones or Google. Thank God. <laughs> our kids, our grandkids and our great-grandkids will say, you know, Google, what was Google? What was the iPhone? Because they're going to have something so much greater. You know what I hope, though? I hope we don't get to that point in history. I hope the Lord returns sooner than later. I think we are about to rip apart at our seams. But the Bible does have the answer. It really does. And so without this Bible, uh, we would have no clue of what happens after we die. So this book has the answers, and we're going over your questions that you submitted. So these are your questions. If you don't like my sermon, it's your fault, not mine. <laughs> question number one, and this is a really good question. And the question is, why is it that some of the 12 disciples, now remember that number is very important, are not mentioned as much in the Bible as others. For example, Paul has written uh, a lot, but Bartholomew is barely mentioned, is one more important than the others. So that's a great question. I love this question because it gives me a chance to talk about several things. One, it gives me a chance to talk about Bartholomew. Now, if you read the Bible and you'll read Matthew, Mark, Luke and Acts, you'll find a list of disciples, and Bartholomew is in those lists. But you won't read about Bartholomew in John. Why not? Well, this is an interesting thing. Let's read about another individual that we find in the book of John, and his name is Nathaniel. And Philip findeth Nathaniel. That's a whole sermon right there. Those three words, a whole sermon. Are you going to go find Nathaniel? Are you going to go find someone that needs to meet Jesus? That's the question. If you don't do that in your life, you can still go to heaven without finding a Nathaniel and bringing him to Jesus or her to Jesus, but you won't have Nathaniel in heaven. See what I'm saying? See how important it is that we give a witness to Jesus and we tell other people, no matter how embarrassed you might be, you'd be surprised if you really care about people and show concern for them and you do it with love and kindness. You don't just barge in and say you're going to hell unless you believe in Jesus, but you develop a relationship or rapport and a conversation, and then you start to say, you know what? Something that's helped me so much in my life is knowing Jesus Christ and knowing for sure I'm on my way to heaven. You're bringing someone to Jesus, and Philip did this. Philip findeth Nathanael and said unto him, we have found him. Now this means that they were students of the law, students of the Bible, of whom Moses in the law and the prophets did write. Basically, that's the Old Testament, folks, the law and the prophets. The first five books is the law, the prophets, or most of the rest of them. There are also songs uh, in the Bible, Psalms and Song of Solomon. We found him. The law and the prophets were talking about Jesus, so they studied this, and they found him, this Jesus of Nazareth. Now we're going to talk about the names of God today. It's several of the questions had to do with that. So we're going to come back to that and why we call him Jesus and what does Jesus mean? And is Jesus his first name and Christ his last name? So we're going to talk about that, but we know he's from Nazareth. They didn't have surnames, right? So they might've said Jesus, son of Joseph or Jesus of Nazareth, or maybe they would say your trade. Uh, as your last name. So you can still see that Johnson, right? If your last name is Johnson, son of John, that's obvious, right? 
So they didn't have the surnames, but here we have Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. And Nathanael said unto him, and this is so classic, can there any good thing come out of Nazareth? And Philip said unto him, come and see. That's really the end of the conversation is if somebody doesn't really understand the whole concept of putting their faith in Jesus, just say, come and see. Just see what he can do. See what he, what, what, how he can transform your life and your outlook. And then it says in verse 47, Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and saith unto him, behold, an Israelite indeed in whom is no guile. Isn't that interesting? Nathanael had basically insulted Jesus because he said, can any good thing come out of Nazareth? That tells you what the common people of that day, and Nathanael was a Galilean, what they thought of Nazareth. They didn't think too highly of it, right? Well, when Nathanael came to Jesus, Jesus looked at him and knew his heart. Isn't that interesting? And said, this is a man that has no guile. Have you met that person? There's very few people in the world that don't have an angle and don't have a agenda or don't have just something they're trying to do. But we all should be people like Nathaniel where we have no guile. We aren't trying to hurt people. We're only trying to help people. And that's what Jesus said about Nathaniel. Nathaniel said unto him, Whence knowest thou me? And Jesus answered and said unto him, Before that Philip called thee, when thou wast under the fig tree, I saw thee. What? What? I love that. That's the wonder of God. He knows you. He sees you. He cares about you. Nathaniel answered and said unto him, Rabbi, teacher, thou art the Son of God. Thou art the King of Israel. It's a beautiful story, but I believe that this Nathaniel is none other than Bartholomew. Bartholomew is a Hebrew surname for son of Tolmai. So when you put it this way, Bar means son of Tolmai, you hear Bartholomew in there, don't you? So that is Nathaniel Bartholomew. So that's one person that we find in Scripture. Another person we find in Scripture that is two different names in the Bible. You find in Matthew and Mark, you find Thaddeus, but you don't find Thaddeus in Luke and Acts, but you do find Judas, not Judas Iscariot, but Judas the son of James. So when you see Judas the son of James and Thaddeus, I believe that's one and the same. So all the 12 lists in the Bible all line up perfectly. So what about Paul? Paul was another name, and I thought the question was interesting. They brought up Paul because Paul wasn't one of the original 12. So when the questioner mentioned Bartholomew and Paul, I thought that was curious because both have a little bit of curiosity around them. So Paul was an apostle. He claimed to be an apostle over and over many times here in Galatians 1.1, Paul, an apostle. And by the way, he was an apostle not selected by a man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead. I certify you, brethren, that the gospel, this is really interesting, which was preached of me is not after man. In other words, he heard the gospel not from somebody. He heard the gospel by revelation of Jesus Christ. See, Paul was born out of due time. He became an apostle later on, but he did see Jesus after the resurrection. That was one of the qualifications of an apostle. You had to be a called one, one that was set apart for unique purpose. It was a unique office. We don't have apostles today. If somebody says, I'm apostle so-and-so, 
that you say, oh, you saw Jesus after the resurrection, and you were taught by Jesus, and they'll have to say no, so they can't be an apostle. But Paul was an apostle. Now, what happened in Acts chapter 1? Well, they were told to wait, and the comforter would come, and you know what we do when we are told to wait? We do the same thing that your dog does. They get tired of waiting, and they get up. Well, I don't know if this was of God or not, but they decided to replace Judas Iscariot, who had betrayed the Lord and hanged himself. I don't believe Judas Iscariot was saved. I believe he was an imposter the whole time, but looked pretty religious. It looked pretty good, but he obviously was an imposter. He was not a believer. So now it's time to replace him, to get back to the 12. They took matters in their own hands. They selected two good men, and they selected by lot Matthias. Matthias. The question is this. When we get to Jerusalem, in Revelation 21, verse 14, it talks about the foundation having the names of the 12 apostles. It's interesting, but who is on that? Is it Matthias, or could it be Paul? Could it be Paul? You know, let's talk about Matthias. We really don't hear anything else about him after he was selected. So does that mean he is one of the 12? I don't really know. But it would seem to me like God had called Paul for a very unique time, and I believe it probably would be Paul. But it isn't that important. The actual question is, one's talked more about than the other, right? Let's talk about that. So Paul was talked more about than Bartholomew, right? Paul was used of God to write a lot of scripture. So which one's more important? Well, isn't it wonderful to know that when the disciples asked Jesus, who's the greatest in the kingdom? Right here, who's the greatest? Jesus said, bring a child to me. <laughs> I love this, I love this, I love this. When you are tempted to be proud, humble yourself. If you don't, you will be humbled. Children are generally humble. You say, you haven't seen my children. Well, children are generally humble. And Jesus said, whosoever shall humble himself as this little child, the same is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. I don't think of myself because I'm the pastor and we have pretty unique, amazing ministries like television that I'm anything. All I am is a servant of God. I happen to be fortunate enough to be able to study the word of God and pray and counsel and lead. But being a pastor is actually just a huge weight of responsibility, and with that comes a lot, right? I have to answer to the Lord for a lot. If we start to get proud about who we are, what we've done, our accomplishments, man, I'm telling you, it's not good. So the end of the day, one is talked more about than the other. Is it Matthias? By the way, all these apostles died martyr's death except for John, and John was imprisoned, he suffered a lot too. But they say Bartholomew actually went as a missionary to Persia and India, and there's two traditions of his death. One is that they tied him into a bag and threw him into the sea, and the other tradition was that he was crucified upside down as uh, another of the apostles were. We don't know, but we do know that he was a great person of faith, even if he isn't mentioned hardly at all in Scripture. Are you ready for an adventure like no other? 
dive into a world of discovery within Grace's exclusive video series, Ellie's Grand Rafting Adventure. Immerse yourself in the awe-inspiring beauty of the Grand Canyon and uncover the captivating evidence of Noah's Flood. This incredible series is yours when you give any amount to InGrace. Simply call 800-78-GRACE or visit ingraceradio.com. When your gift is $35 or more, you'll also receive two additional video series, a tour of Noah's Ark with Ken Ham and Ark of Noah, which explores the geological evidence that supports the Bible. For your gift of $100 or more, you can enjoy our entire Creation Series bundle, including eight sensational video series. Call 800-78-GRACE or visit ingraceradio.com. That's 800-78-GRACE, ingraceradio.com, or write to P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Don't miss out on this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. Again, that's 800-78-GRACE or ingraceradio.com. Another question. This is a good one. If angels fell with Lucifer, okay, so we do know angels fell with Lucifer. We've talked about this recently. Lucifer was the chief angel, the angel of, of light, beautiful user of music, and they fell, and they had the free will to not follow God, right? So we obviously know they had that option, at least at one time, to disobey God. Then could angels fall today? So a third of the angels, we believe, fell in the time of Lucifer's fall. Lucifer's now the devil, and the fallen angels are demons, okay? And there's judgments reserved for them. But if they could fall then, how is it that they can't fall now, or can they? That's a really good question. You ever thought about that? You know, these are great questions. Lucifer, I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. Notice all the times he says, I will. I will be like the Most High. By the way, this continues before this with more I wills. And what does God say? Yet thou shalt be brought down to hell. He says, I will ascend. I will be like the most high. And God says, no, you will descend to the sides of the pit. You will be down to hell. That is the result of pride, my friends. Pride is you elevating yourself. God is saying, you will not elevate yourself there will be no one above me, and that will make you fall. Now, there's only one verse that I could find that speaks to anything about this, and this is the one verse that we're gonna to talk about for just a second, and that talks about these elect angels. This is the only place that I find this phrase, elect angels. So, possibly, possibly, is it that God gave the angels a one-time choice? And a third of them chose to disobey, rebel, and fall, and two-thirds did not. My opinion is, no, angels cannot fall again, nor will they fall again. I don't know that for sure, but this verse seems to indicate that there's a group of angels, maybe that he knew would never do that, or he made them in a certain way, they would never do that, and maybe a third had that option. I don't know. But my guess is that angels can't fall again, uh, and that's a really, really interesting question. Good job on that. Question, please explain Sheol versus hell. Did Old Testament believers die and go to Sheol or hell? So what is this? There are two things called Sheol and hell in the Bible. Well, let's just talk about real quick. There's an Old Testament word that is used to describe the place of the departed. Okay, 
Not necessarily departed for torment, but it also could be a place of departed to be in reserve for heaven. We're not talking about purgatory. That is not in the Bible. We don't find that anywhere in the Bible. But a temporary, let's say a temporary heaven, or Hades paradise, we'll call it. But this was called Sheol. This is the Hebrew word for the place of the departed. Then there's a Greek New Testament equivalent of a word called Hades, okay? This is Hebrew, this is Greek, uh, same basic word, okay? So that's one thing to understand. And then when we come to Luke 16, we read about this word. It's translated hell, but it's the Greek word Hades. So we find in the story of the rich man and Lazarus that the rich man and Lazarus both died. They both went to Hades. One was called hell and one was called Abraham's bosom. So I believe it's pretty simple. There is a place called Hades torment, which we would describe as a temporary hell, and that's where the rich man went. And then there's a place called Hades paradise, or Abraham's bosom, a temporary place to hold those that were in faith before Jesus died. And then we find in the Bible that Jesus, it said he ascended up on high and he led captivity captive. I believe he went to the lower parts of the earth, Hades paradise, and brought those that had been in faith before Jesus came and brought them to the permanent heaven. So that might confuse you more than it helps you, but the bottom line is this. There's a time reserved where those that are in Hades torment, the rich man and the rest that are there currently, will be brought before the great white throne. Revelation 20, it says, the sea gave up the dead, the death and hell delivered up the dead, and they were judged, every man according to their works. So there is a judgment based on works, but it's based on evil deeds, and if you've been redeemed of your evil deeds, your sins, by Jesus' perfect righteousness, you will not face this judgment. You will not even be there. Okay? Death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the permanent hell. When we say hell, this is what we're referring to, but it's in the future. It's called the second death. The first death is the human death. The second death is being cast into an eternal lake of fire. So there will be a bodily resurrection of those that are in Hades' torment, before the great white throne judgment, I believe to give the degrees of hell. Hell will be hell, and whoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Somber words. I hate preaching about it. I hate talking about it, but it's in the Bible. We better talk about it if it's real, right? We had better, if the house was burning down, would we say, I don't really want to discuss fire because I don't want to offend anybody? Or would you hope someone would bang on your door or bang on your window and yell, fire? Oh, I don't want to be called a hell and, and brimstone preacher. But if there's hell and brimstone, we better be preaching it, right? But here's the bottom line. If you're found in the book of life, you won't have to worry about the second death. If you have two births, you only have to have one death. To avoid the second death, the lake of fire, put your faith in Jesus. Trust in him the Son of God who died for your sins and rose. And if you have done that, you're saved today, tomorrow, and forever. Then you want to grow. You want to be equipped. You want to know how to answer people's questions. A lot of people have a question about creation, evolution, and geology and the flood. And they say the earth is millions of years old and God 
maybe used evolution to create or something like that. No, the Bible says God created things. We messed up, we sinned, the flood came, and that's why we find all these fossils and all these layers in the Grand Canyon. We've got a great, really exciting video adventure that I'd like to send to you called Ellie's Grand Rafting Adventure. And this will really show you in an adventure format the beauty of the Grand Canyon and how we know the Grand Canyon was formed by Noah's flood and the water coming off the flood. To get this great video, make a gift of any amount to InGrace and I'll send it to you as my thanks. We're gonna give you two more great videos about Noah's flood and the ark for your gift of $35 or more. And if your gift is $100 or more, we're gonna send you eight videos, adventure videos about creation. Contact us today. Dive into a world of discovery with InGrace's exclusive video series, Ellie's Grand Rafting Adventure. This incredible series is yours when you give any amount to InGrace. When your gift is $35 or more, you'll also receive two more video series about Noah's Flood or get the entire eight-series creation bundle for $100. Call 800-78-GRACE, visit ingraceradio.com or write to P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois. 60047. Thank you for joining us on InGrace Radio with Jim Scudder Jr. InGrace is a member of the Evangelical Council for Financial Accountability. Our goal is to share the light of Jesus to a darkening world, helping you find hope, gain purpose, and be a light. You can be that light today by joining our mission to spread the gospel around the world. Just call us, 800-78-GRACE, or go online, ingraceradio.com. You can also write to us at InGrace, P.O. Box 9, Lake Zurich, Illinois, 60047. Tune in tomorrow as we continue to explore God's Word and His world on InGrace Radio. Radio.